And now, broadcasting from their secret hideout, Checkpoint XP presents a show about comic books and superheroes. Robbie Landis, Joe Sloan, The Other Identity. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Other Identity. That's right here in the secret bungalow. I am, of course, the great Landis. And still here is my intrepid sidekick, the Joe Boy. I feel like we've moved out of the secret bungalow. We have got to be... What are you talking about? This is the Fortress of Solitude. It is freezing in here. Okay, first of all, copyrighted. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You can't say that. Um, uh, The Fortress of Frozenness... We'll workshop it. Freezitude. Freezitude. I'd rather take the copyright hit. <laughs> We're in the secret bungalow, okay? Okay, yeah, it's just real cold. It's just, you know, we had to deal with our ice-based <laughs> nemesis today. Dr. Freeze. <laughs> no, no, Dr. I like Doctor. He definitely has a PhD. Yeah, okay. But Freeze. I guess so no. does Mr. Freeze. Yeah. He should be Dr. Why Freeze. Wait a minute. Dr. Yeah, hold up now. He is a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me he doesn't have a PhD? He should be Dr. Freeze. Oh, whoever just called decided to call him Mr. Freeze. Like, that's just rude. Yeah, I hope that's what he's really mad about. <laughs> like, he says it's all about his wife, but he's just sick of being called Mr. Freeze all the time. He's like, this is, I, did not, I did not go to evil medical school for that uh, many years. Well, welcome in, everyone. Um, so, uh, today's episode is going to be a little bit, uh, a little bit different. Uh, I'm not going to talk about any, like, breaking news or anything like that. Um do we want to get the announcement out of the way yeah. now? Yeah, let's start All with right. the announcement. So uh, here's the deal, guys. The other identity is going to be taking a season break. We're not going away this time. No, no, just taking uh, uh, another break. I mean, technically, last time was ended up just really being a break as right, well. Right, but we thought it was the end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, we will be coming back in the new year with uh, something all new, all different, <laughs> something <laughs> ultimate. Season you know, two. Our rebirth, if you will. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, don't worry, because we will be back in the new year. Um, but to sort of uh, take us out of this year, what we wanted to do was just talk about some of the stuff that you know we're really excited for that's coming in the future. Yep. And uh, you know why we're excited about it, and what our our, our hopes and dreams for it are. So, um, think- ag- against my better judgment, I'm going to let you start. And I swear, if you take the one that I'm thinking about, it. it- I'm going to take the one that you're thinking of. I, don't, I guarantee yeah. it. All right. Well, I'm saying Disney Plus. Now you can't just pick all of Disney Plus. Why you have to, not? You have, to spit, you have to pick like a specific thing. A sp- okay. Like a specific movie or show. Okay, I'll say The Mandalorian. That is for sure the thing I am looking forward to the most on Disney Plus. You can even pick a comic book thing. Uh, you want to talk about the Legion of Star Wars comics that I've read? I mean, but and they they're came all like, terrible. I don't know Vader and his Except, you know royal what? jewels or crown jewels or whatever. Oh, okay, so there's <laughs> the crown jewels of Alderaan. Yeah, those. that he tries to steal, which doesn't make any sense. They're an elected monarchy, but whatever. They can still have jewels, I suppose, from a crown. I, I, I get that. Okay, you understand that the crown jewels are not jewels that are in someone's crown, right? You're aware of what? that, right? Well, why are they called the crown jewels because then? they belong to the crown but they're not in the crown no they're not in the crown themselves that's stupid okay that great. is dumb uh, no they are jewels that belong to the crown they may be in a scepter they may be in a brooch they or... may be in a so they could be in a crown they there could, could be. be crown jewels in a crown okay but they aren't yes uh so yes 
But there's also Darth Vader and his magic gauntlet that stops blaster bolts. There's, well, also, there's also that story, no, which is equally stupid. as bad. That's stupid. But yes, uh, so yes, there are tons of Star Wars comics out there. I mean, we're not getting like WandaVision right away, and that's the the, the Marvel thing that I'm super excited for. Like that's mm-hmm. the one that I'm like I'm in on. I mm-hmm. cannot wait for WandaVision. Uh, but we have to wait till next year for that one. Uh, I think it, I think WandaVision is going to be one of the first ones we get. But yeah, I think it's, it is uh, next year, though, right? It's like early first or second quarter 2020, I think. We're going to get an Obi-Wan series, too. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. What are you looking forward to the most? Well, f- first of all, why the Mandalorian? So and what are your hopes and dreams for? Mine will be the second segment here. OK, fair enough. So uh, the Mandalorian, first of all, I think the Mandalorians are one of the the Mandalorians are not explored enough in Star Wars because too much of the hype is just around one Mandalorian. It's always about Boba Fett. Is, is that not what the, the show's about? Is is the Mandalorian not Boba Fett? It, it, no, it's not Boba Fett. Oh. It's, it, is, it is a Mandalorian. It's not Bo- Boba Fett, though. So all Mandalorians are like skilled bounty hunters? Many of them are. So the Mandalorians are a very warlike people. They uh, Krogan's. Krogan's is a very good comparison point to what Mandalorians are, Uh, but because their planet has been sacked and basically destroyed by the Sith, and then also by the Jedi, and then by the Sith again... They, Wait, how do you sack and destroy a planet multiple times? Did planet, they not get it done the first time? Yeah, no, their planet has been uh, uh, wrought and taken over multiple times. Uh, and basically, it's an unlivable wasteland at this point. So it's, the Krogans. Yeah. <laughs> Again, the comparison goes okay. deeper than you'd be happy about. Uh, so the man... but so. The, the result of that is many of the Mandalorians that are left are very capable fighters, and many of them turn to become bounty hunters. Yeah, if they're not they good at surviving, then they died. Then exactly, they died. Uh, and you see it like in uh, Star Wars, uh, Clone Wars, and Rebels. There's a whole thing in Clone Wars where Darth Maul like takes over the Mandalorians and leads a Mandalorian army. Uh, and then in Rebels, uh, one of the girls on the team is a Mandalorian who uh, gets the dark saber. So, so the 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 Boba Fett armor that's specifically like Mandalorian. That is Mandalorian armor armor. as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a lot of Mandalorians, they, yeah, everyone thinks it's Boba Fett, but that's just what Mandalorian armor looks like because George Lucas isn't as creative as we like to give him credit for. Uh, uh, even like when you go man, back and play mito- like mitochondrians. Yeah mitochondrians the powerhouse of the oh. cell <laughs> mitochondrians <laughs> the powerhouse of the force there you go uh, but like even like when you go back and play kotor it's something that takes place tens of thousands of years ago guess what all the mandalorians look like they look oh, like boba, boba fett. fett yeah they're just shinier okay. they have they have like chrome armor instead that's the only difference uh so I, I but i am excited to see like more of the mandalorians than just boba fett obviously we've gotten to experience them in some other media occasionally but i think they can do some interesting stuff with it and really just it's a Star Wars story that isn't about a Jedi, so I'm, I'm sure Drew Capturian would love it, but... Do you think that there will be a Jedi character or Jedi influence? I think there will probably be a Force-sensitive. I don't think a Jedi. I think someone okay. will probably be Force-sensitive in some way. That is another thing about the Mandalorians, is they aren't Force-sensitive, uh, with the exception of one. One of them was, and he was a very powerful Jedi. Uh who I think also was a great Jedi, if I recall, but I might be wrong about that. Uh, I think there'll be a force sense of kind of like what we saw in Rogue One, right? They didn't want to have a Jedi because mm-hmm. the fundamental problem is when you have a Jedi and the story isn't about the Jedi, you're you're kind of burying the lead most of the time. So they had a guy who is force sensitive instead. Okay. I think they'll probably go that route with it so, because it's so hard no, to do Star Wars and just ignore the force entirely. So no, no lightsaber battling. Uh, no, um, I would say we're more likely to see, uh, things like vibro blades or the, the stun batons mm-hmm. that, that can go up against lightsabers. We Traitor! might see that. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly that. Uh, I don't think we'll see a lot of lightsaber battling, a lot of uh, blaster dueling and stuff okay. like that is what I would expect. So, out of this. so what's what's your hopes for the Mandalorian then? You know what? It's a really good time to be a Star Wars fan right now. I feel like as much as like people like like to get down on it, like you've got a game coming out that has some promise for the first time in what forever uh well it feels like a decade hold on hold on mm, because we thought that we were hopeful, battlefield yeah. one and battlefield two had promise so right. the first time that a game is coming out with promise no, no. the okay. first time that you're hoping it's actually going to be no nope that's that's not it either that was bad mm-hmm. okay yeah I see, see you're at. until it comes out we don't know man yeah i mean it, I, maybe it's just because it's a single player only game where i have some hope for it because it's hard to it's hard to effectively microtransaction a single player only game you know what else was single player only until you actually got in and realized oh look at this here is a multiplayer that they said nothing about and oh there's microtransactions in it the first tomb raider game when they rebooted it the first Tomb Raider game when they rebooted. Really? I didn't know much about the... I don't... Even now, I don't know much about the multiplayer of Tomb Raider. Because it was terrible. Oh. Well, but that's just fair. because we haven't heard anything... It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And that's fair. Uh, they've had a lot of bad press over the last few years about changing things kind of at the 11th hour. Who says they're changing anything? Maybe they just haven't talked about it. Well, but they've built it as exclusively the opposite, though. They've literally said there's no microtransactions. They've literally said it's a single-player game. Oh, okay. Well, it could still have a multiplayer component. It could. That they haven't talked about. Maybe. Or maybe it gets added in at some point, but I guess we'll see. I hope they break your heart. You know what? It might be the one that does me in. I doubt it. You're too dumb. (sighs) I don't know. Star Wars is your kryptonite, man. It Again... I, I read about the Alderanian crown jewels and said, I guess I'll read the next book to see if it gets better. <laughs> Spoiler. It didn't get better in the next book. Now they're like, Oh great. Let's talk about the gem people. What? Uh, yeah. You haven't heard about the sentient crystal people. No. Oh, they're a race of people that are basically living embodiments of the force. Uh, they're kind of like the only droids that can be force sensitive because they're like crystal people. Wait, why are they droids? They function like when you like when you look at them and you see how they behave, you would think, oh, that's a machine, not a not a living thing. You know what I mean? That's dumb. Yeah. They also said there can't be any force sensitive droids except for Skippy. There's that one. What? Okay. Do you remember in, in A New Hope? Do you remember the droid that uh, Luke and his uncle buy before they get R two D two? Yeah. The one that explodes. Uh huh. The one that has a bad motivator. That is Skippy. He is a Force-sensitive droid, and he has a vision that R2-D2 will be the one to help Luke take down the Empire, so he shorts himself out so that they buy R2-D2 instead. That is an actual comic book. That... I love the way you look at me, because you always look at me like, he might be making this up (laughs) as he goes, and it's not. And always telling the truth on these books. What the hell, man? Yeah, it's a bad book. So, Not very good. Right. So, so your hopes for the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> so my point is, when I hear things about the Mandalorian and see the trailers, I don't see anything. But like my, my reading the comic books has actually been a blessing in disguise for Star Wars because my expectations of what of how bad it can be are so incredibly low. Like all I have to do is like, okay, as long as there's not a sentient mountain that's really depressed and cries all the time, it's a step up from some of the comics that I've I read. I will have you know that that worked in the never ending story. 
Yes. Which you haven't seen. Interestingly, it didn't work in Star Wars. Yeah. It was yeah. pretty bad there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm hopeful for the Mandalorian. What would you like to see out of the Mandalorian? Here's the thing. I I, I see the Star Wars stuff and, and, and I enjoy them, but I don't consider myself a fan of it. Uh, there's never really been a uh, a trailer or anything that I've seen that's got me hyped. I've actually always thought that that Star Wars trailers are pretty boring, pretty plain. Yeah, um, I mean, Star Wars. I'll say this for Star Wars trailers because I do agree with you to an extent. Star Wars trailers are the most up their own ass of any like trailer of any series ever where it's just like like oh we're star wars and this means a lot to you i can show you very little and you'll dig apart every little nook yeah and, and, cranny and, I, and I don't i'm just like oh okay it's like the opposite of a fast and the furious yeah. trailer now where they're like <clears throat> we know what you want to see yeah Here's um, some big explosions. I, I i wasn't big on episode seven you know i was part of the whole i feel you feel like you guys just you know recycled Rehashed the, it. the plots and stuff which i get the whole idea of history repeating itself and, and stuff like that but i thought it was too much of that um but yeah i mean i'm, I'm I'll, I'll watch it yeah. and, and i'm sure it'll be good but um i i don't really have but, much stake in it i mean that's the thing too is i feel like star wars and I, again if drew cap sharon was listening to this i'm sure he'd be so happy uh star wars is at its best when it's a, away from the force uh we see that in a lot of uh, series like as good as clone wars was a lot of people like rebels a lot more and there are jedi in rebels there is both ezra and kanan mm-hmm. however a lot of people's favorite characters are not the Jedi. A lot of people like Harrison Dula. A lot of people like uh, uh, starts with a G, the big hulking dude. I don't remember his name, but they like the the, the characters that kind of go along. The Jedi are what move the story forward because the story at the end of the day is about the Force. Mm-hmm. But it's the other characters that people really gravitate towards. So, uh, and again, even then, Sabine, she's the Mandalorian in that one. She's one of the most interesting characters in the entire series, and it has, and partially because she has nothing to do with the Force. There's a part where she has to learn to use a lightsaber, and they have an incredible, and so Kanan and Ezra take her and teach her how, you know, basically what a Padawan would go through, and it's incredibly difficult for her because she's not a Jedi. She's not Force-sensitive, and, like, the whole episode is about trying to, like, live around Jedi when you don't have those abilities. It's fascinating. Well, interesting, interesting. Um, uh, uh, that's enough Star Wars for now, though, guys. We're going to be right back, and uh, we'll talk about what my hopes and dreams are for a very uh, particular Disney Plus series as well. Welcome back to The Other Identity, guys. We're talking about what we're most looking forward to in the future of uh, just comic book culture. What's coming out that uh, you know we can't wait for? What are our hopes and dreams for it? Uh, Joe just got done uh, gushing about the Mandalorian and yep. going on little tirades. Weird of, tirades about bad Star yeah, Wars lore. EU stuff that thankfully has now been retconned. Has been eradicated. It's, it's gone. People, but unfortunately, people got it's, butthurt about it and it's, it's still like, in your head. Yeah. I, you yeah, can't I can't it. get it out of my head. You can, you can retcon it out, but I'm stuck with knowing mm-hmm. that stuff. And that's that's the true evil. And that's why George Lucas really is a monster. Yep. So, yeah, I'm glad that you didn't take mine. The one that I'm most looking forward to, it is a Disney Plus series. Do you want to try and guess? Which one? Is it a new series or something that's been out before? It's a new one. Okay, because I was going to say Gargoyles, and Gargoyles is a great answer. Uh, What would my hopes and dreams be for Gargoyles? Because it's not a new Gargoyles. (laughs) That it inspires them to make a new Gargoyles run. Of course. Did you, by the way, did you hear there's a new Curse of the Cowardly Dog being worked on? A prequel. Really? Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. Because even in Courage the Cowardly Dog, there were flashbacks when he was a, puppy. a pup. So yeah, that's weird. I don't know. Sorry, uh, this, this is just as stupid as the prequel they're doing for SpongeBob. Yeah, that's pretty dumb. Yeah, I don't know about dumb. that. But anyway, back to the okay, topic at so, hand. Uh, you're, the series that you're most looking forward to, it is a launch title? It is. 
Well, no, it's not coming out at launch okay, for Disney but, Plus. Uh, so it's not the world according to Jeff Goldblum. Nope. Hmm. It's comic book related, Joe. This is a comic show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is it the What If series? It is not. Okay. What is it? It's Miss Marvel. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we have a release date on that? Um, I think that we. No, actually, I think Miss Marvel, She Hulk, and Moon Knight are ones that we know are coming. Maybe they have a year associated with them, but it's but it's still a ways off. Yeah. And and I'm excited about this for a few reasons. First of all, I think that superheroes are at their most effective when they're children or preteens, which or, or or teens, I guess. Right. I mean, my favorite Spider-Man has always been Mo- or, or Ultimate Spider-Man. Right. In the death of Spider-Man, and, and then Miles as well. You know, growing up through through high school and whatnot. Right. And uh, Miss Marvel is another one that we're getting. You know, uh, uh, that really in the mcu will be the second person after uh peter parker who has proven phenomenal by the way but when you have an entire universe full of adults i think you get the most bang for your buck when you bring in uh, a kid or a teen because their perspective on everything changes right so their perspective on things is is very different because in a lot of ways they have a more innocent perspective on the world still Mm -hmm. they have a more pure they have a very defined idea of what right and wrong is still the world is in so many shades of gray yet uh but i think the other thing that's very interesting about younger people kind of in the superhero role is we can all relate to the struggles of becoming an adult and then we can which like, works perfectly with the struggles of also becoming a hero exactly if, they go if, hand in hand like it's it's easy for us to think about like oh yeah i remember you know trying to balance college and work and then being able to think oh god can you imagine if you had to like balance being a hero on mm-hmm. top of that like mm-hmm. it, there's a lot that you can relate to we've also heard some other rumors about it too that they're actually going to be using uh miss marvel to reboot the inhumans you know we had figured with the uh with the mutants and X-Men coming back under the fold that they would just go, well, we're just going to go with the mutants and I make ge- I'm genuinely, mutant. Yeah, I'm genuinely shocked they did um, uh, Which, I mean, I suppose makes sense. I mean, they, they had tried to bring the Inhumans originally into S.H.I.E.L.D. because they didn't have the mutants. But you also have to remember that when they created the Inhumans in comics, they still had the mutants. So obviously they, they still served something in some way, right? So I'll be interested to see how they do that because I, I, I was really keen on the Inhumans when it was first uh, announced and yep. then it was a catastrophe. So I'd love, love to see a redemption arc there. That was... I tried to read the Inhumans when it first came out and again, Miss Marvel is fine, but mm-hmm. by and large, that series... it like The problem was it did feel like X-Men light. Like, that's what it felt like to me. Yeah, well, see, I, I, I think where the difference is supposed to be, and, and, and I'm not sure how they're going to accomplish this without making Miss Marvel feel like the, Inhu- like, like the Inhumans. Uh, it'll be an interesting balancing act. But the difference is is that mutants have always been like the downtrodden, right? They were always the, the, the ones who were being hunted. They didn't fit into society in anywhere. And that's always what they want to do, especially with Xavier. His dream was always that we coexist. The Inhumans didn't care about that. They didn't need right. to exist within humanity because they were above it, right? Right. Well, it was never their. It was never their story. It's, it is one of those weird things. Like uh, the X Men are always kind of sectioned off because as a as a storytelling device, they kind of clash with the rest of like the superhero mythos. Like, mm-hmm. how is it the X Men are downtrodden and being hunted and and having all these problems with the government while Iron Man and Captain America and Thor and all these people are, are celebrated are, are celebrated and heroes? It's 
they're they're all here they're all the same thing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah if you have problems with mutants you should also have problems with any type of other altered being right exactly no i agree but see because x-men were always used to 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 put this lens over like you know social justice sort of issues and what like uh, and stuff like that it's the story you want to tell right and and that's obviously inherently political um but I feel like the Inhumans were always political in more of, uh, uh, you know, the royal family type way. Like, like there was always this this inner politics going on with them and, and within their own sort of. Uh, um, it was a very microcosmic yeah, exactly. story as opposed to the macro lens that the X-Men. Exactly. Made. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, again, it'll be interesting to see how they do that with miss marvel because i feel like if 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 you just want to use it to reboot the concept of the inhumans and later have an inhumans movie i think that's fine Mm -hmm. but i think if you're also trying to tell the Inhumans story within miss marvel i think you're doing her uh, a disservice and i think that they do need to focus more on her but i actually do like the idea and think that it's that that it's very uh, brave of them after the dumpster fire that was the inhumans on uh, uh uh on abc to say that no 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 she's not a mutant yeah she's an inhuman well it is because the opposite would be to say that she's a mutant and you are basically throwing in the towel on the inhumans because if you yeah. take away miss marvel there's nothing left of value uh, yeah in I, I don't know how you bring them back in yeah. uh and and the other reason that i have such high hopes for this is i feel like marvel is really starting to embrace the importance of uh miss marvel in the mythos um we've also recently learned uh, a few months ago that the avengers game that square uh-huh. enix and crystal dynamics is doing that miss marvel is actually the one who brings the uh the avengers back together yes for the game so i mean that's putting a lot of importance on a character that i know when she first came out she had a great run uh i feel like i don't hear a whole lot about her but i yeah. definitely feel like that she deserves to be put in the spotlight yeah i mean and her comics runs recently have done well enough uh i mean she was one of the more popular poll list items that we had in our books was the more uh, the 2016 i want to mm-hmm. say miss marvel 2017 miss marvel uh so it really as long as it's been kamala khan has been pretty exactly. pretty popular yeah, yeah and uh, we do know too that apparently uh, captain marvel will be playing some role in miss marvel as well in fact that's supposed to be i think the next time we see captain marvel is in the on, marvel on the screen yeah mm. mm-hmm. all right yeah, brie yeah that's right yeah so uh we'd love to know what you guys think let us know on social medias even though we are taking a bit of a break after this episode we are still out there we're still consuming comic content and want to know what you guys want to hear our opinions on uh you can always find us at checkpoint x on facebook and uh twitter and of course you can find joe uh, on twitter at escalia e-s-k-a-l-i-a and me at robbie underscore landis cp welcome back to the other identity guys uh we're talking about uh some of the stuff that's gonna be coming out here in the next year or two that we're really really excited for and uh, uh the final question i have for you before we wrap it up here today is what is the next mcu movie that you can't wait to see my answer Ooh. will surprise you <laughs> oh look at you and your clickbait um the next mcu movie that i'm really excited to see i i mean just by virtue of oh my god i need another mcu movie I, at black widow Dang would it. be a possibility you but took mine is it really black widow it is you? it is and not because i'm excited about that particular movie you know I, i'm not like norris where like i hate black widow and, right, 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 yeah. but i'm not also like oh you're black widow right yeah you're not a black widow stan but it's kicking off the next phase so uh, I, I'm, I'm i'm wondering what purpose it's going to serve 
because I feel like, and, and I know we say this about a lot of movies as they're coming out, but I feel like this, you know, given what we know so far, what we've seen so far, this could be one of the first flop. And, and I don't think it's actually going to be like a financially a flop, but this could be like the Thor, the next Thor Dark World. By right? the way, you see Joker is now the most profitable comic movie of all time. Yeah, only because they filmed on a shoestring budget. But that's nevertheless impressive. I mean, 63, what, $53 million, something like that, for the filming of it? But yeah. Anyway, that's not the point. Yeah, uh, yeah so uh, Black Widow is interesting. Uh, my problem is, yeah, a lot of the movies I'm really excited about are the ones that are a ways off yet. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I mean, I'm excited about a lot of them, but, right. I, but I need to know how Black Widow fits in, right? Like, like, like how does it, what is it going to do to get me excited for the rest of it, right? Where yeah. does it fit in? How is it going to tell this story? Because right now, I don't know what to expect from it and in the past with movies that has been a boon for it right going into see solo wasn't expected much didn't like the guy that they had playing han but the more and more that i think about and reflect back on it i really like solo yeah and so i'm hoping that i don't walk out of the black widow movie just thinking like all right cool that was her movie and it wrapped up her her story i guess yeah right Uh, you're hoping to walk out of it kind of like you walked out of guardians for the first time like, yeah maybe wow, holy cow that maybe. was great and and i don't know if that's putting weird like reverse expectations on it or not again i'm trying to go into it not expecting a whole right. lot but you know it it's the start of the next phase like I, I feel like it it has to set something up or at least introduce something interesting right i would think so i, I would expect this to in some ways be the iron man of this go around where it's gonna start the story yeah because because Think about this, right? At the end of Endgame, or, or in Endgame, uh, Natasha was leading the Avengers. Yeah, she was, she was the go-to. She was the head honcho, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, Cap had basically, uh, you know, kind of disappeared, gone off, and whatever. He, he was he, running his he was self-help done. group. Yeah, he he had, he had hung everything up. Uh, obviously, Tony's not around. Yeah, uh, he's, uh, he has literally hung everything so up. So yeah, is everyone is looking to her. Mm-hmm. She was the glue that kept everyone together, and we know that that it's going to primarily take place in some sort of flashback. We're going to see various times of her life, but I feel like what we're going to end up learning is that she has set something in motion. I think in some way she knew what was coming, not how it was going to happen or whatnot, but she knew at some point, especially because after infinity war and Endgame, any of us can go out at any time. Right. Yeah. And, and we can't, rely on any one person like the fact that that tony was gone who knows what sort of issues or challenges they now face not having access to his company or all of his tech or anything like that right so i think that 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 it's it's going to somehow show us that she had some grand plan in case of emergency type thing you know break glass yeah deal world ends, and we're going to see that because i i I think that she considered herself um there was a quote that 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 she had at some point that now, now, now I can't remember what it is, but you know, she looked at all the Avengers as a family. Right. And, and I think that she considered herself like the mother in, in, in some way. And at some point she knew she'd be gone and she wanted to make sure that everyone would be taken care of and would be safe. So I think that, that, that it might show us something that she did that sets in motion. Ah, the next phase. Interesting. I mean, I would certainly hope that something, 
I, I don't want it to be a one-off story. I don't want it to be able to be told as a one-shot effectively. Exactly. Yeah, it you, has to fit in. You shouldn't be able to skip this one and not miss out on anything. Correct, exactly. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think the you'll have to tell me which one's coming out first because I don't actually know. It's either Multiverse of Madness or Ant-Man 3. Ooh, with Ant-Man 3 just being yeah, put in? Yeah, I know. In? That one just got slated in and I'm not sure where. Because no, I don't think we have a date yet on that one. We only have a year. I think Multiverse of Madness because... Oh, honestly, I don't know. Whichever one's first would yeah. be the next one I'm looking forward to. Those, but I'm looking forward to both of them. I love Ant-Man. Here's, I love Paul Rudd. So. Here's why I think you're looking forward to Ant-Man more. I think the reason it was subbed in so quickly is because I think that they need Ant-Man 3 to set up the Fantastic Four. We have rumors that the Fantastic Four already exist, and they've existed this whole time. Okay. All the way back to the 1960s. But they somehow discovered and went into the quantum realm, got trapped there, or maybe they're just still there. Who, who knows what yeah. it is, but the quantum realm is going to be used to, to now introduce them with mm. their powers and all the knowledge that they already have back into the current MCU. And what's cool now is that the Avengers building, now that the Avengers are gone, can now be, be, be repurposed as the Baxter building. And oh, Reed yeah. Richards becomes the new uh, sort of uh, science mentor to Peter Park in place of Tony Stark, which then sets up the Future Foundation. Boom! Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'm certainly geeked for Ant-Man 3 when you say it like that. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, but that, and I mean, Multiverse of Madness, because it's, yes. I mean, that's, it that's, looks, it is the weirdest looking going to be interesting MCU movie i've ever seen that's going to be very interesting yeah. i mean I've, I've heard all types of rumors about that uh, uh for example that they're going to introduce uh the grown-up version of uh monica who was the 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 uh i forget her name but 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 the the, the little girl in captain marvel oh yeah uh that she actually ends up dying mm. and that uh dr strange finds an alternate version of herself in the multiverse of madness who has the captain marvel powers goes by photon and brings her back with him into the mcu Oh, okay. Man, you get the best rumors. <laughs> you're like you're like like what I know of bad Star Wars, you know of good Marvel. Yeah, I'm used to fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's one so, way of putting so it. So with those two rumors on the table, if you had to pick Multiverse of Madness or Ant Man three, which one you picking? Uh, you can only see one. I can only see one. What you can, a you can only world. see one. Uh Ant Man three. All right. Good Ant-Man choice. Three. Good I've, choice. Of Paul Rudd. Yeah. He's just the world's most charming father. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for us today here at The Other Identity. This is not the end. I promise you we will be back in the new year with an all-new, all-different look as we rebirth into the Ultimate Universe. Uh, nothing with the 52, though. Well, yeah. I mean, I suppose I've... You've been holding that crowbar over there for a while. Yeah. And I'm getting a little nervous yeah. about it. That's the other thing. We're going to put out a, uh, a poll, guys, on whether or not Joe returns. And if he doesn't return, you guys get to decide how he goes out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's nerve-wracking. So look okay. forward to that. Anyway, Joe, for maybe the last time, take us away. Will we get renewed for another season? Will Joe Boy return as the Red Hood? Tune in next year to find out. <laughs> <laughs>